0: Good morning, good morning, everyone. A few of you out there, bright and early, good morning to you. Chris, Deborah, Rodney, Linda, Lee, all the way from Tassie, good to see you. Sharon, morning to you. Hope you're all well. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat where we get to hang out and talk about the game of real estate investing. What's going on out there in the marketplace few sort of opinions, ideas, strategies, systems, tactics, whatever that is, and um, try and uh, get ahead of it as we go. Uh, Chris missed last night, mate. Uh, yeah, wait till the uh, replay comes out on Friday. It was a good one. Sam uh, dived deep into um, part of his Forex Growth Matrix uh, system that he has Created over the last 25 years doing his deals all around Australia and New Zealand. It was uh, pretty sweet, mate. So yeah, keep an eye out for that one, for sure. For sure. If you don't already know it, most of you do, but that's my name down there. We do this every day. Well, weekday anyway. Mostly every weekday. And um, I've been investing over 20 years. Done a few things. Last night, um, well, the other day we, uh, we checked it out actually. Um, let me tell you, let me tell you, I've got it here somewhere, uh, which is pretty cool. There's it, it's, it's, let me show you here, 10,434 property deals that uh, uh, my Australian clients own uh, that are in our system right now. There's probably a few more that some of you haven't put into the system, into your Finance summary, so we can uh, help you keep an eye on them, $4.3 billion worth of real estate. So there you go. Um, That's a pretty cool number. Uh, Along the way, after uh, coaching investors for over 20 years, investing myself for a long time, learned a few things, and that's what we get to share each morning here on the good old Wealth Coffee Chats. So if you knew... um, yeah, absolutely. That one—that's—that's a, that's a damn cracker in uh, in Melbourne. There. I, listen, I think you—you well, you guys have heard me say this. I've got a number of properties down in Melbourne, and I still think Melbourne's undervalued significantly for what it is. Uh, more money going into Melbourne—that's billion with a B, billion dollars. Um, more money going into Mal- Melbourne, twenty-five billion dollars. I think going in another B, billion dollars um, going into Melbourne from the. National government plus Melbourne spending truckloads. Listen, I think it's uh, it's a town that's got uh, a big, big future. And if you haven't got a bit of that real estate yet, well, you should think about getting a piece of the Melbourne market. But anyway, that's not what today's about. Today's about let's talk about valuations because uh, we've had a good time of it of late. Uh, the last couple of years, everyone's been uh, everyone's been uh, happy. Well, mostly in the real estate world after the first sort of six. Nine months of the, um, of the, of the COVID shock, uh, we've had some you know, happiness when it comes to the world of purchasing properties uh, and their valuations. But uh, I want to ask a question and get ready with your fingers or your thumbs in the chat. Folks, tell me, tell me, uh, in 99% of the cases when a valuation is done, Who is the valuation done for? You're buying a property. You think, oh, yep, you know, um, checks and balances. Uh, When I lend some money, someone will do the valuation and then, you know, I'm entitled to look at that valuation. It's mine because of the property that I bought. Tell me, who is a valuation done for when we purchase a property and who actually owns it? Yeah, the bank, the bank. Did you know that the valuation is done for the bank and it's not done for you? And because, and the name the values done for the bank. So, and the name valuation, valuation, right, um, is misleading because it's not a valuation, is it? What is it? And Jason, you're confusing me now. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, let me talk to you about valuations, team. Valuations, especially when we are borrowing money. A valuation has nothing to do or very little to do with what a property's um, worth is. And let's talk about this for the moment. Let's have a bit of a, yep, boom, Uh, whoever's on to that, yep, it's about risk mitigation. Valuations for the bank equal a risk assessment, all right, assessment, equal a risk assessment. And let's have a look at this. And some of you guys have seen this before. Um, let's say this is in the now. This is in the future, and this is in the past. Right today, let's say we are buying a property today. This is we're paying some money for a piece of real estate today. Yep. Often, uh, valuers get instructions to value a property in a certain way on behalf of the bank, folks. Uh, they're not saying, "Hey." You know, um, Vi-Vi is buying a property. She wants the best valuation possible. She wants a very positive assessment of this property because we believe in the property. No, that's not the instructions. The instructions that come from the lender or the bank are, hey, listen, if the world was going to shit and I had to sell this real fast, what risk have I got? Tell me what you think. How, what would it be worth if I was to sell this in a 30-day distress sale or whatever it might be, right? Or well, something to that effect, okay? Because valuations, folks, are fool's gold as far as I'm concerned. They're, they're used for, um, as property investors, they're useful for us, uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. All right, let's have a look. So who lives in the past? You guys have seen this. Where I'm buying a property today. This is my investment property, and um, you've got, uh, you're asking, all right, is this property, does this property, uh Give me some value, does this property fit into my portfolio? you know you know what is it worth like how how can I assess this thing this piece of real estate that I want to uh, own who lives in the past folks who uh, shows up today and looks backwards who shows up today and looks backwards and analyzes a property um and put some numbers on a piece of paper. Who does that? Who lives in the past when it comes to this process? All right? Who lives? Oh, that's not the past. That's the past. I better change my spelling here. Past. There we go. Um. Yeah, banks and valuers. Yeah, the valuers. So the valuer lives in the past. All right? They look back. They look backwards, all right, to find the value. Um to say, hey, you know, economists, yeah, yeah, they're weird people. Um, Anyway, the valuers live in the past. They're looking for evidence. They're looking for, you know, information um, about, you know, a property's value, right, and usually between three and six months in the past. These days sometimes the data's a little bit faster but not necessarily so accurate, all right? So they're living in the past. Who's living in the now? Who's today? Today, who could you get a good feel about a property uh, if um, as of today? All right. And uh, who's the person who's kind of like within the, you know, within the last sort of 30 days to the next 30 days? It's kind of like a, a 30 days and a 30 days window, sort of 30 days into the future and 30 days into the past, right? Agents, that's right. Your real estate agent, your real estate agent. All right. and they're always in the sort of the moment, the now, all right? The moment, the now, um, when it comes to analysing and assessing a property's worth for, let's say, selling it, right? This is kind of these uh, professionals over here are assessing the property's worth for lending money, right? So the valuer's job is to assess it about lending money. The real estate agent's job is how can i sell this property and the one into the future who's the future gazer who is the future gazer all right um you know who is the future gazer saying is this property going to add to my wealth all right who's the one who needs to assess the future boom investors investors all right investor that's you okay That's you, folks. That's you and me. Is this property going to make me wealthy? Will it produce cash flow? Um, Cash flow. Will it grow in value? You know, recycle my equity. You know, will I get some tax deductions? You know, uh, is it going to be a good property to own? Now, you can see, you know, what's the challenge here, right? The challenge here. Is that valuations the word valuation is being bundled into one thing to assess this property? But it doesn't work if you say, Hey, Miss Mr. or Mrs. Valuer, can you tell me about the circumstances of lending money? Right? And that give me a number, like give me a number. And now I'm going to make an assessment if I want to keep this property and it's going to make me wealthy. The The two things are different, all right? They're two different mechanisms of um, assessing the real estate, all right? And uh, often, especially inexperienced property investors, get uh, get that wrong. The, let's say, for example, uh, a valuer... Uh, you know, you're, you're saying, "All right, I'm going to buy this property for six hundred thousand dollars. All right, six hundred k. You bought it from a Ray White agent. They sold it to you today for six hundred k. You think it's going to be worth? Oh, you think it's going to be worth a whole lot more than that in the future? Let's say you think it's going to be worth seven hundred k in five years' time. You know, and the of thinks today you paid too much, um, and they said, you know, it's worth five eighty. Okay." So who's right in this circumstance, all right? Potentially, everyone is right for their position of what they're analyzing the property for, okay? So for you and me, the only reason we want to pay attention to a valuer's number, folks, the number they give you, is because of what? What is the valuation number Good for, the only thing we can really technically use it for as a property investor. Tell me what that is. Quick, tell me what that is in the chat. What's the thing we can use the valuation for that gives us um, some opportunity to continue to move forward uh, as investors? That's boom, refinance. Exactly, exactly. Valuations help us with... Lending, folks. Lending. That's it. Equity check. Yep, dead right, Chris. Equity boom. That's it. That's all they're good for, right? Valuations help us with borrowing. Thank you very much. Awesome. So do not get caught up. Now, what's coming? What is coming? Um, Well, we're returning to uh, normal. We've got a little bit of downward pressure on property prices and property momentum at the moment because of the interest rates rising, the cost of your interest going up. Now, you know, that's going to take six months for everyone to realise the world's not going to end. It's going to take six months for the general market to realise that we're in the biggest undersupply um, of residential rental properties we've ever seen in Australia's history. We're not constructing enough at all. Like we, we did this math the other day, folks, like, you know, um, Uh, An 87% fall in uh, delivery of constructed properties in Brisbane, and it it was like 72% in Melbourne, right? We're down a long way when it comes to supply, all right? Huge. At the moment, people are worried about interest rates, but the fundamentals are that there is plenty of good news on the horizon um, once we get through the cost rising. all right? Jeff, how are you, mate? Good to see you. So what's going on? Why are we worried um, about what's going on right now and what might play out for a little while for us as investors? And we need to remember, ladies and gents, we need to remember this. This is us, not the risk part. Um, We are making decisions to own and buy real estate. Because in the future you're happy to own that piece of real estate forever, or for as long as it takes, because it's a great piece of real estate. The location's fantastic, the design is awesome, the rentability is is off the charts. There's great depreciation. It's in. Um, it's got great walk scores. It's got you know. It's the right price for your budget. Whatever it is, this is. We've got to remember this. What is going to happen in the next little while because of fear and because of some risk that institutions want to manage a little is you're going to have some valuation uncertainty, valuation uncertainty, okay, that's coming. Why is that coming? Because the gap here, the gap between what the cash rate is and the bond rate and then the interest rate, there's three different things, interest rate, i It'd be it'd be actually really good to put the interest rate in there actually. Um, so the gap between here and here right now, team, that is the risk, the fear, the unknown. all right? That's the risk, the fear, the unknown in the marketplace. And when there's risk and there's fear and there's unknown, that's when our valuation uncertainty happens when we're buying real estate, okay? So, you know, down here, you look at this, you know, when that was all matching together, probably from sort of late 20 onwards, you know, this was a pretty good time, pretty good time um, for understanding what the risk was and uh, what the valuations were. So for all of us, as we look into the future, you know, what does that mean for us as investors? Well, we need to make sure we don't get spooked. Or carried away, or whatever, when it comes to um, maybe a, a low valuation, you might try and buy something for six hundred grand, and the valuation come back's at five eighty. You know what does that mean? That technically means two fifths of bugger all. We need to understand a few things. All right. In the past, uh, and I'm uh, in the past as an investor, we need to understand that you need to. You know, be aware when you're going to buy something, you might have to get a few valuations. We always say, especially in the buying phase, that be prepared for three valuations, three valuations, okay? And I always, I always challenge people to go and do this. Like, so go, go go, get three valuations on a property that you're going to buy and you'll it'll blow your mind, it'll blow your mind that all three will be vastly different. Will be different. You're like, how is that? How is that the case? How is it the case that they're different when you're buying a piece of real estate that uh, you know you order three valuations, you know, sometimes even from the same the same valuer uh, valuing institution or the valuing uh, company, and they're different, different, and sometimes they can be vastly different. Anyway, there you go. Did that make sense? Let me know in the chat if that made sense, folks. Because right now, give me a yes in the chat if that made sense, because right now we're moving into potentially some uncertainty when it comes to the world of borrowing and lending. And uh, that uncertainty is going to be passed on via the lenders and the banks through the valuers uh, to us as investors. And we have to make sure that we're, we're, we understand what that means, that may, what it means, right? Okay, our job is to look into the future, team. Our our job is to look into the future. Nobody, nobody's going to tell you, uh, make the decision for the future for you, all right? That's you as an investor as we go along. All right, folks, that's it. Done and dusted. Finished on time today. (laughs) Wealth Coffee Chat, over and out, done and dusted. Uh, Join me tomorrow for another one. As always, let me know. uh, Let me leave a comment in the chat if, uh, if you want me to, Talk about something that's going on out there. But, um, yeah, that's it. We're done for the day. You guys be awesome. Be well. Take care. Remember, this thing's a marathon, not a sprint. And the idea is to buy well and not sell. Never sell unless it's strategic and for tax purposes and you roll it over and you put it into a low or no tax environment. (laughs) Anyway, there you go. All right, folks, I'm rambling on now. You guys be well. Be good. Bye for now, see you tomorrow.